0: To focus this day on verses 42b through 44, but our context is verses 35 through 49. Let's read and ask the Lord to help us in its context. Someone will say, How are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? You fool, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there are one flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh of birds, and another flesh of fish. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly one and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For the star differs from star in glory so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from earthy. The second man is from heaven. As is the earthy, so also those who are earthy. And as the heavenly, so also those who are heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we will also bear the image of the heavenly father, help us to hear Lord, our small minds, our temporal minds, our mortal minds will struggle. Lord will be overwhelmed with trying to grasp this father, help us to draw to this. Help us to be real to this. Help us to live lives in the power of your resurrection. Father, help us to long for the resurrection. Help us to be overwhelmed with the power and the majesty and the abilities that you have laid before your people in the resurrection. Father, let us be overwhelmed with eternal life, imperishable to your glory. Amen. Paul is doubt dealing with what I call our resurrected bodies. Um, we, we try to grasp this uh, understanding. We try to... Uh, try, it's funny because we try to fit it into our molds. Uh, we have what we've experienced in our lives, and so we grasp all of this information of our lives, and we try to say, well, it's sort of going to be like this. And we're all going to be shocked (laughs) that we ain't even close. And that's what we looked at last week was the form of the resurrection. Okay. Because he's coming off of the argument in the two questions that we're going to come up in 35 came in verse 35. Uh, How are the dead raised? Okay. Um, And what kind of body do they come? What what are they going to look like? What's it going to act like? What's it going to be? And uh, Paul at that point knows that he would be dealing with a person who is a skeptic, a skeptic, a true, he's a, in the first 11 verses he gives, these are proof of the resurrection, and then they would have argued, well, but that's Christ, the son of God, he's resurrected, we're just sort of like some little spiritual things and we're going to end up in the cosmic deity zone, okay, and he's already argued that. What is this form that it will take? And uh, he, he, he's funny because he says all flesh is not the same flesh. The well, Okay, and, and I went through that in detail. I still have some people who have emailed me and are asking 600 octacillion. How many zeros is that? It's all of them. Okay, and, and if you didn't, we didn't get that message, that is the types, the combinations of amino acids to the date of 1986 that we have cataloged. Okay? And how important is that? DNA is the blueprint. It doesn't do nothing if you ain't got amino acids. All right? And amino acids is the single greatest scientific proof that evolution is absolutely impossible. Okay, My amino acids will only make me. They will not make one close to me. They will, they will have this kind of eyebrows. My nose, my cheekbones all come based on my amino acids. You can have a snake and it can want to be so bad to be a bird, but its amino acids is only going to make it a snake. Okay? You can't, and you can't change it. You can't sit around and eat Kentucky fried chicken for a thousand years and all of a sudden turn into a chicken. It ain't gonna happen. Your amino acids are gonna create you. Okay? Now, what's amazing about amino acids, they exist in everything that's living. Alright? And what you will find in this 600 octadecillion combinations of amino acids is that God doesn't make anything twice. And that's his argument here. Why are you asking this stupid question? There are no two humans that are alike there are no two birds there's no two roses there are no two stars there's no two moons there are no two suns there are no two galaxies there's no two solar systems none of them are alike why? that is the creative ability of God so in the resurrection guess what? no two will be alike not only that the form of the resurrection which you put into the ground will not be what comes out got it? I hope so, because I don't. <laughs> he says the form of the resurrection is only going to be based on the creative ability of God. That's all. So what will that be like? I don't know. <laughs> It'll all be different though. <laughs> and and that's, <coughs> that's what the Apostle Paul is trying to get at here. He's trying to get us to understand. Now, now listen, I, I want you to understand something. We are talking about the resurrection of the dead, a physical bodily resurrection that comes up out of the ground. Now, I can give you all of this theology that I can just pour it out on you. And you know what? We still are not going to have a clear understanding of it. But we will be given enough to apply to our life and godliness that God deems necessary. Got it? All right. So if you're trying to figure, well, will you be six foot tall or five foot eight or I don't know. I have no idea. Well, in heaven, is there blonde hair and blue eyes or, or do we all look Mediterranean or are we? I don't know. OK, but I can tell you this. Everything you say here, see here on this planet All the beauty that you see here, all the gorgeous sunsets and sunrises and the snow-capped mountains and the changing of seasons and all the beauty that you are just immersed in is all tainted by sin. In God's presence, there is no sin. So I do not understand what that will be like. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so I'm going into an area that, okay, here's what it says. Do we all get it? It's resurrection from the dead. Which brings us into what he will do now. He will show the contrast of this resurrection. Because how can this be? I mean, let's be realistic. Paul had no clue about amino acids, amino acids, let alone 600 octodicillion combinations of them. All right? But he did have the ability to look at a rose and two roses off the same plant, look at the little flowers and note that they were different. And he could take and catalog everything that he ever found one of and he would realize he would never find a duplicate. So he said, you know what? I think God's got this like uh, imagination thing going and he just creates a, a creating fool. He just, you know, never make two of the same. Interesting. How could this happen? And again, you're going to try to take a finite mind and grab around infinite. And, you know, then you'll just have to take a Tylenol. Okay. Look what he says here. Verse 42, the second half of it, he's speaking of, so is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. Okay. Some of your translation may say corrupt. Okay. Basically what he does here now in the second half of verse 42 through 44, he gives three contrasts, but then he gives a summary statement in the last one to sort of give us, to wrap it up in the package. All right. My New America Standard translates it perishable. Uh, I think King James and some of the other ones will um, translate it corruptible. All right? Um, I understand why it is translated both ways. Okay? One is uncorruptible or corruptible. One is imperishable and one is perishable. All right? Uh, Because the word fiora has to do... He's not just talking about the burial. All right? Uh, He's talking, Fiora is the whole of human life. What the whole human life manifests. Okay? The whole of human life is perishable and corruptible. Okay? Because everybody says, well, which is the right word? Yeah. Yeah perishable and corruptible what human life from the moment that a little bugger is born to the day that we stick it in the ground or whatever happens there is one constant in every human being the body is perishing it is corrupting it is decaying from the time we are born we begin the process of perishing Well, that just made my Thanksgiving happy. Okay? I mean, if you really wanted to look at it, I was reading John Calvin. He says, birth is the beginning of decay. And you're like, well, you're happy to be around on Christmas. Okay? And the thing is, if you're truly honest, it begins immediately. And that's what he's saying here. He says, let me give you the contrast. You are in a perishable body. You are in a corrupting body. You are in a decaying body. I think Job speaks of it as dust to dust. You know, I I, I think about it. I was reading... I have a King James Bible that I keep flipping back to. It's, a, it's an ancient thing. I think this is King James's Bible. Uh, because the pages you got to... <laughs> ooh. But I was reading it out and I was in the Gospel of John where Jesus shows up at Lazarus' grave. Okay? And Martha is there. And Jesus says, Roll a stone! And I love Martha's response, especially in the King James translation. He has been in the ground four days, and he shall stinketh. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, (laughs) make a note. That one over there, stinketh. (laughs) Okay, now, do you understand why he would stinketh after four days? Decay. It's rotting. Let's be realistic. I look at it this way because I was thinking about Lazarus grave. Um, this corruption accelerates in the grave. Okay. I mean, it, it, it just, it, I'm down the road now. Um, and I, I thought about this because when we think about our lives, think about how much energy you put in trying to figure out your life. Only to know that the whole process is in the point of decaying. You, you, I watch people, we have industries that have grown up, have been spawned supposedly to stop decay. And I'm, I'm not talking about just gems. I'm talking about creams. We want to keep what? I mean, we have uh, plastic surgeons and they will literally put poison in your face and your face swells up and your wrinkles are gone. Look at me. You look like a blowfish. Why? And we're doing that for what reason? I got news for you. You ain't stopping the decay. You know, I, I was thinking about my... My uh, oldest son got married a year or so ago, a year and a half ago. And I remember him coming to me when he was thinking about asking this lady to marry him. And he says, Dad, what would you tell me to do or how would you counsel me on getting married? And I said, go look at her mother. And he goes, what? I says, that's what she will grow into. And you're marrying for life. And you better be happy with that. Her mother. Because that's what's going to happen. Well, Dad, that doesn't sound real spiritual. I got news for you. You are marrying a decaying body. But don't worry about it. Yours is a perfect match. It's decaying too. It will wrinkle. It will start sagging in places you didn't even know belonged to you. You will wake up and have pains in parts. that That's mine? And why does it hurt now? I have a, a knee that I hurt playing football when I was in high school, and anytime the weather changes, it goes. You're perishing. <laughs> you don't believe me? Stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Feel good. You know the uh, I've been working uh, uh, with some big gauge wire, four aught wire, to put a mast on a house. To power comes in your house where your meter is, and that's some stout stuff. And I did that on uh, Wednesday. And, you know, I worked out, you know, I only worked a few hours, you know, it was over there, got it all done, got it ready. He's going to get his inspection. Life will be good. And then I came back down here to the church and I went to get me a cup of soup. And I couldn't hardly hold the bugger. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fingers don't move. And then how do I, you know, I'll have to drink this instead of try to spoon it because spoon ain't working. Okay, I ain't that old. It's funny how that age thing changes, isn't it? You know, when you're 20, 30 is ancient. When you're 30, oh, it's like 50 is ancient. Oh, no, when you're 50, 90 is ancient. When you're 90, I'm just a kid. Why? Linsky wrote it this way, quote, we live in a sphere of corruption, unquote. You ever thought about that? Everything around you is decaying. Did you know that? Everybody's. says, well, I had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm glad I came in today. It's nice to know that everything around me is just rotten. Yep, it is. Okay. You can go buy a brand new car. Go put it in the garage. What will happen to it? Don't do not do nothing else with it. Don't drive it. Just put it in there. What will happen to it? Build a brand new house and say, all right, this is a brand new house. All right? It is so elegant. I'm not letting... I'm, nobody's allowed in it. What happens to the house? It declines. It declines. Decompose it's funny because you can sit and do this with anything. You should be able to pave the highway one time and never have to pave it again. How's come I have to pave it again? Job security. No. <laughs> okay, why why do I have to buy multiple cars? Why can't I buy one car and it just runs forever? Okay, one house, never have to paint it, never have to make the doors fit again, all that stuff. That we, well, do you know when the foundation settles? What do you mean the foundation settles? Well, it has to settle. Well, wasn't the gravity working when you built it? Why does it have to settle? Did somebody turn it up? Turn it down. What happened? Gravity was still the gravity. Well, it's settling. Okay, and you know, when I watch it, even in Russia, in Russia, they build most of their houses concrete. Okay. Houses, rental buildings, whatever they're doing, it's all concrete. And sure enough, guess what? They settle. You would think they'd settle faster. Concrete weighs more, but they settle. What? And then you got these doors that just, look, what is that? We live in a sphere of corruption. Everything around you is dying. We plant trees and they come up quick so they can die funny how that works. We are decaying. We get diseases. We have infirmities. We have illnesses. You know, um, why is it that 45 to 50 all of a sudden you have to wear reading glasses? It was going fine up until then. Why now? Our muscles weaken. Our bones weaken. Our eyes weaken. We get hair that goes off the top of our head and comes out of our ears. I don't understand it. Why? You are in decay. It is coming apart at the seams. And the longer we live, the more intense the process. So we are in a state of perishing. From the moment of birth We begin perishing. We are sown in perishing. Okay, now the text here reads: "It is sown," speaking of the flesh. Okay, literally, the literal Greek is: "There is a sowing of a perishable body." It's, it's, it's. He's going back to the illustration of the seed. Remember when he's talking about seed, uh, you fool, that what you sow, you sow with your own hands. When you plant the seed, what do you do? You bury it in the ground. Do you know what the body will look like? No, man, I don't know what it looks like, but I know it won't look like what I just put in the ground. I put in a little bit of seed and all of a sudden I got a stand of corn. I don't understand it. But he says, this that is sown, this that is buried, this that is perishing, this that is that is just for a time. Just for a time you have this. But know this, from the time of its existence, it begins to decay. It becomes corruptible. It is perishable. It is rotting. And we try to do some stuff. I mean, we try to, you know, makeup, haircuts. Uh, if that don't work, certain styles of clothing. That would be cover it up. Oh, wait a minute. That's about makeup. Never mind. Um, but do you see what I'm trying to get at? You know, and what happens is look at the energy. That you and I spend trying to stop that that is impossible. Instead of looking to the future. Because in the future, he says, it will be raised imperishable. It will be raised incorruptible. If you literally look at the way the Greek uses the word, it will be raised with a non-ability to decay. I can't grasp that. Peter tells us that we have an inheritance that is incorruptible and guarded. The difference with that inheritance, it is undefiled. The difference is it can't fade away. Why? Why? How is that possible, Peter? Oh, it's reserved in heaven. Oh. He says there that thief can't get to it either. It is imperishable. Now, grab a hold of this for just a second. I mean, I know some of you are still thinking, 600 octodicillion. What the heck was he? And there's math problems in the Bible. Bummer. Okay, I want you to think about something. If you use the words here that whether you've got a King James, it's incorruptible. Or if you use the New Standard, it's imperishable. Think about an imperishable, incorruptible, a non-decayable existence. I I don't know how that works. There's no decay. There's no infirmaries infirmary. There there's no pain. There's no illness. There's no disease. There's no heartache. There's no dentist. There's no doctors. There's no need. We go into the grave, perishable, corruptible. We come out of the grave, imperishable, incorruptible. Think about it for a second. Ponder that. Read a text this morning out of John. I go and prepare a mansion that the foundation doesn't have to settle. I don't have to paint it. I don't have to change the light bulbs in it. I don't have to fix the doors. I don't have to worry about the wind taking the shingles off the roof. Never. I won't even, you know what? I won't have to grade my driveway in heaven. There won't be no cars. There's some other things there that just freak you out. (laughs) You can go where? (laughs) How? Hmm. Anyway. Do you understand the realization of this? Have you ever pondered that? An existence that has no abilities to corrupt, to decay, to perish. None, whatsoever. Do, do a, a body that can never age. Okay, do, think about a body that has absolutely no time limitations. But that gives a whole new meaning to procrastination, doesn't it? <laughs> I ain't bound by time no more, so I'll get to it. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, all them getting to it is because you're in a sphere of corruption. You won't have to get to it. It will not need maintenance. Have you ever thought about that? You will not have to maintain anything, not even yourself. That is a contrast. He says, contrast that realization with the realization that you exist in. (coughs) He's already made the argument that, you know what? All flesh isn't the same. There's flesh of men, there's flesh of beasts, there's flesh of birds, there's heavenly bodies, there's earthly bodies, there's glory of the heavenly, the glory of the earthly. There's the glory of the sun, the glory of the moon, the glory of stars, and and even the stars are the same. And now he gives you a contrast. You are perishable. If you don't believe me, go look in the mirror. If you don't believe me, look around. Watch it. And the glory to come will be completely imperishable. It will absolutely have no time limitations. There is no capacity whatsoever to decay. We will be Permanently non-perishable. We will be permanently incorruptible. We will be permanently left with no ability, ability whatsoever, to decay. There is a growing group. I have to throw this in. There is a growing group in your community, people, who are called. Uh, they're calling for an anointing. Okay, I'm into anointings, and they're calling it the anointing of the oil of youth. I get to see the oil. It looks like uh, kind of a reddish-colored uh, gear grease. Okay, guess what it's for. They believe that if you anoint this in the spirit of God, then you will then possess the imperishable body. It's here in Castle Rock. I said, "Well, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing." And he says, "Why is that?" And I says, "You can be gone in five years, and nobody will realize that you lied to him." Because my Bible says you are sown perishable. Now, that's... You know how I beat around the bush when people ask me stupid questions. Okay? Listen, there's no way to preserve this corrupted person. It's impossible. I don't care how much cream you put on. I don't care how many push-ups you do. I don't care how many set you do. I don't care if you eat nothing but vegetarian whatever. If you eat nothing but wild meat or whatever you believe, if you eat fish, you'll, you know what? I guarantee you, you are going to wrinkle. You are going to sag and gravity is going to win. I don't care what you do with it. My mom ate healthy all the time, uh, salads and roughage and all that other stuff and ended up with colon cancer. And I said, Was it worth it? (laughs) I mean, hey, you know, if I'm gonna get colon cancer, I'm eating me some red meat (laughs) by the wheelbarrow full. And I said, and I hear people who are drawn to this, and he says, Here, look, we're raising up an imperishable body, and we're gonna put this axle grease stuff on your head, and poof. You know what's amazing? They're the crowd that they're drawing all tend to be elderly. Oh yeah, there's money involved. Listen, corruption, this decaying, this perishing, is part of our human existence. I don't, I don't, I don't care who we are. It's, it's what we are. We are in the process of decay. From the moment we are born. But there's going to be a day when God will bring out of the grave an incorruptible Terry. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. With no ability to worry about time with no ability to perish ever again. And he will do the same for all the saints. What do you think about that? How easy it is to get wrapped up in what we're doing right now. And we miss what? Over there's the finish line. And I don't care what you look like. Between now and then, I don't care how many wrinkles you got. I don't care how many of them, uh, when you're in the sun, you get spots on your things. I don't care about any of them things. Why? I'm going to have a body that is only perfect, incorruptible, cannot decay, imperishable. And it will only exist in that state forever. That's a fascinating concept. I will exist in a realm that has no ability to decay or to perish either. I don't understand it. They got trees that bear fruit all the time. Try that. I I don't know (laughs) what. I'd give anything if I could grow a plant that bear fruit once. (laughs) Look, it's green. What is it? Green? That's all right. He's going to turn brown here in about 10 minutes. (laughs) Everybody in my family is gardeners. I grew up with gardeners, and I was not in that line when they made me. (laughs) I am not a grower, I am an eater. Our existence here is futile. It's futile. That's amazing. And yet, how much energy do we put into it? And when Paul starts into this, he says, but are we not of the resurrection? Brother, the gospel which I preached to you and you received in which you stand, by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you unless you believed in vain. I deliver to you at first importance. I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried and raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And then he says, look at all these eyewitnesses. But he says, you know what? Don't you understand that? It was according to the Scriptures. Why do you need eyewitnesses? So when we read this, we can understand also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. Okay. And he's trying to say, answer the question, how are the dead raised and what kind of body do they come? It's easy. Let me explain it to you. Very simple. It is perishable going in the ground. It's imperishable coming out. You got it figured out now. I don't. I don't understand that at all because then the next one is even more mind-boggling. He says, you have one here that is sown in dishonor and it is raised in glory. And we'll look at that one next week. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the resurrection. Thank you that you have redeemed us in its totality that we will walk as Christ walks out of the grave. Father, we struggle so often. Help us to understand that an imperishable body is on the horizon for each and every one of us called as by your name. And Father, may that become a longing. May that become a motivation. May that become something that overwhelms us. Father, not that we can try to grasp it and understand it in our infinite, our finite minds, but Father, that the promise of infinite. In Your presence should overwhelm us. Father, burn that into our souls. Overwhelm us with Your Spirit that we may rest there. And that, Father, we would walk from this place and live lives in the resurrection. Thank You, Lord. Thank You. Committed unto You, our Lord and our Savior. Christ. Amen.